Welcome to episode number 309 of Destination Linux. Destination Linux is a video podcast from the Tux Digital Network. If you're new to the show, Destination Linux is a podcast perfect for all experience levels. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the show for you. My name is Ryan. I'm Michael. And I'm Jill. On this week's episode of Destination Linux, we're going to interview the Scale Conference Chairperson, Elon. Then we're going to discuss the desktop that shall not be named and some improvements coming to the said desktop that we won't name because if we do it right now, Michael won't shut up about it, so we just won't name it. I wonder it. what that is. Hmm. Plus, we have our tips, tricks, and software picks, all of this coming up <laughs> right now on Destination Linux. This week in our community feedback, we have some feedback from Johan. And if you want to send in your own feedback, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash contact to get in touch and send us an email or join our forum. We're also on Discord. So if you want to hang out and game or just discuss different topics with the community, chat about Linux, go to tuxdigital.com slash Discord. Johan goes on to say, just recently discovered Destination Linux. I am enjoying Linux for about 10 years. Use it on my main machine always, but getting to know you really gives me a boost. And thanks for that. That's awesome. Thank you. Last awesome, episode, man. there was a question about how to organize all your photos from Ryan. So I thought I have a good idea, although I do not use it because I have very few photos. I'm a big fan of org mode and Emacs. And this solution is using Emacs agenda timestamps and tags to look for photos. Carl Voigt wrote an Emacs module Memax photos to organize his photos. And he put the link, which we'll have in the show notes there. And he wrote a blog post on how he is using it to manage his digital files. If you're an Emac user like me, this would be great for you, Ryan, or it might be a good tip for other listeners of the show. Kind regards. Love you guys and girls, Johan. So first of all, thank you so much for your amazing comment and sending that Absolutely. in. Secondly, mm -hmm. I definitely am not a user of Emacs yet. But if this is a solution that allows me to get out of the purgatory of managing thousands of photos that yeah. my wife takes endlessly of every little thing the kids do, then I may become an Emacs user. So I'm definitely going to check this out and I'll let you know how it goes on my adventures in photo management. Oh, Johan. So thank you so much for the this great tip and the links and the tutorial. This is awesome. And yeah, I think Ryan will be a, an Emacs user now. Wow, look at that. That's a, as soon as I touch it, I'm just going to be addicted, right? Is that how this yeah, works? It's, it's good. Right. I, I still love Emacs. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I'll let you know. I'm very excited to announce that we have a new sponsor of the Tux Digital Network in here. And I'm super excited about this sponsor because it's Linode. So what we want you to do right now is visit linode.com slash TUX and see why over a million developers trust Linode for their infrastructure from their award-winning customer support 24 seven, 365 days a year to every user to ease of use and setup. It's clear why developers and businesses have been trusting Linode for projects both big and small since 2003. Michael, one of the cool things is they also have this ability to instantly drop uh, nodes anytime you want. And one of the new nodes that you can just insta drop in there is for Mastodon. And we know a lot oh, of yeah. people right mm -hmm. now are wanting to set up their own Mastodon and servers and things like that. And also there are a ton of different distros to choose from. If you're someone who wants to use Alma, if you're someone who wants to use OpenSUSE, you want to use Fedora, 
All of those options are there for you to set up your nodes with. Linode offers industry best price to performance value for all compute instances, including shared, dedicated, high memory, and GPU offerings as well. So if you're doing Very some things cool. with AI, machine learning, all of that, that's all accessible to you there. Visit linode.com slash tux, create a free account, and you're going to get a $100 free credit as well to play around with all the different nodes that they have there, including in the instant drops for nodes that you can do. So you don't have to sit there and script it and set it up yourself. You're building your own website, whatever you're doing, you could do it on Linode. And aside from just cloud hosting, Linode recently mentioned has that GPU hosting plan there where you can do machine learning, neural net use built with RTX 6000 GPUs, which is a hardware addict. Very cool. That was really impressive for me. So check them out, linode.com slash tux. Today, we would like to welcome Elon to the show. Elon is the conference chairperson for our favorite Linux and open source conference scale, or otherwise known as the Southern California Linux Expo. Elon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting to be here. Yay! We're if so you didn't notice while you. I was introducing you, Jill was clapping. So, Jill, I feel like you know Elon really well, and uh, there's some history there because you've been to every scale. There's been. Yeah, he's been a dear friend every year. And unfortunately, I only get to see him one time a year, but it's like we've never been apart. I love Always good to see, see you and the rest of the, the Linux Chicks team and, uh, you know, Yay. excited to be on the show and talking about uh, talking about scale, which is coming up in uh, was March, uh, March 9th through the 12th in Pasadena, California, just just by L.A. Perfect. We're really excited about scale. Michael and I got our first chance to go to scale last year and meet Jill, which made it yeah. special in itself, but Absolutely. also got to experience yeah. scale for the first time, which is amazing. But before we get into the discussion about scale itself, we want to get to know a little more about you. So we need your origin story, like a good Marvel movie and or X-Men movie. We need your origin story here. Uh, what originally got you interested in open source? Like a lot of folks, my my first um, interaction with open source was was Linux. Um, Although I guess maybe others are, you know, picked, would say things like Firefox or LibreOffice or what have you if they if they started from the other side. For me, it was Linux. And what it came down to was uh, we finally got broadband, you know, where I was living in L.A., which you'd think like big city, of course, you could get that right away. But it, it turns out that like when infrastructure is old, they, it takes forever to get you things. And L.A. is so, so, so wide out, uh, so spread out that you'll have like some pocket in the middle, like some pocket that you say, of course, they would have all of the latest tech and it's like no you're in the hills somewhere and uh connected to the rest of the world with a, a string in a in a tin can so we finally got broadband and um uh internet you know i wanted to i wanted to use it more often and didn't want to share didn't didn't want to have to take turns to use the internet with the rest of the family so i um so I, you know built a you know built a little linux router box using you know with um it was probably red hat linux something at the time and and just got that up and running so i could get um you know get our internet shared across a bunch of computers and uh that that sort of started the journey been many many years since and uh just from there started to uh, explore other other open source projects other communities and just uh, really enjoyed the collaboration really enjoyed the opportunity to learn um and as middle school high school kid at the time that was uh um, the, the type of software that, you know, the type of software and capabilities you would get access to in the open source world uh, was something that, I you know, in the proprietary world would have been very expensive or very difficult to, you know, things to pull off. Suddenly I was able to look at source code for things and run a run as many of things as I wanted without licenses. And, you know, nobody was telling me, no, I couldn't do something. And it was uh, it was a great opportunity to learn. And so, um, you know, I, I attribute most of my 
most of my technical career probably to that early access to open source software in Linux. So. That's awesome. I, I love you mentioned people telling you what you could do with your software because back then mm -hmm. it was an yeah. issue for many different reasons that yep. you mentioned. But today it's even more of a problem. We have arguably more access to faster internet, more things, computers, but the way the software licensing and things is written and done, it's less control than we've ever had making Linux, hopefully, uh, continue to stand out even more in that. So Yeah, I mean, I think it's... it's it depends, right? Uh, I think the challenge is that a lot of the ac a lot of the things that we could only, you know, that we might only have been able to pull off with open source are now um, they're now available as, as software as a service or on hosted online services or various things like that. And so those are oftentimes open, oftentimes not open source. And so one of the questions, I think, one of the challenges is figuring out how do we not end up in a world where everything but our operating system and like the web browser. Is you know as closed source as a SaaS and the and every, and, and and but but right. but our yeah. portal to it is open and something that we have control over. So uh, I you know I don't think it's that dire, but it's um, that yet. But I you know it's something that we just have to keep an eye on as a as a community. And I think um, you know there's other parts of the other parts of our of our world where that's you know where that's being dug in as well, not just open source. Like this in New York, there there was a right to repair bill that was passed. Uh, yep. Late last year, mm. it's not as strong as everybody was hoping, but at least it's you know it's putting us in a position. Start, that yeah, it's better than nothing. Start, yeah. it's, it, it, it's one of the first steps in the direction of like, hey, we still own our stuff, and that's that's great. Yep. So, Elon, let's talk about Scale Origins. How did Scale come to be, and how did that interest in open source lend you to being the awesome conference chair that you are? Um, so, Scale. I mean, Scale started in two thousand two, but really, its origins are an event. Um, that came out of the Simi uh, Conejo Valley log called Lugfest. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, you know, when when a lot of Linux and open source was really hard to use, we had this community of lugs. I mean, not just in LA. I don't, this was a, a worldwide concept. But LA being as spread as a, out as it was, it wasn't like there was one single LA lug. There ended up being something like, I don't know, I would guess probably 20 lugs at peak. Um, yeah. I think there was one year where I was going like I could find myself at three or four different log meetings on a given week if I wanted to, um, because there was just wow. that's how many there were. Yes, uh, they weren't necessarily <laughs> all big, right? Some of them were just like yeah. you know five people at a coffee shop or something, but they or or you know ten people in somebody's living room or whatever it might be. But there was a lot of them, and so as as more of them popped up, a lot of us didn't get to see. Um, you know, see each other on a regular basis. So, you know, the the, the annual lug fest that we we ran out of the Simi Valley lug was an opportunity for the university lugs and the local lugs and the ones that are you know, you know, a little further out from from wherever you know from each of us were to all get back to, to get together. Um, and you know, brave LA traffic, which is actually the biggest um, you know big, always the biggest challenge with get with with getting anybody to go to anything in LA is. Uh, you know mm -hmm. how many freeways do they have to cross? So that was that we we would we would get, we would get to do that um, you know once or twice a year depending on the year uh, as a bit of a reunion. Um, unfortunately, the facility that was donated to us for using that space by Nortel when Nortel went out of business went you know went away, uh, and so we sort of stopped doing Lugfest for a while, for a little bit and thought, well, how do we bring that magic back of getting everybody together? Uh, you know that's where Scale was was born. What we realized is we couldn't just rely. We we realized two things. One is if we made it a big conference, um, all of our favorite, you know, open source developers and leaders and luminaries will, they'll have to come, which is not actually true, but that's what you think when you're 18, 19, <laughs> 20 years old as you're putting these things together. Um, yeah. and then, uh, you know, the other thing was we didn't want, we wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of control over our own destiny by, 
um, you know, having our own budgets and having our, you know, facility that we rented out and all that kind of stuff rather than just waiting to find out when some company was going to donate a cafeteria to us or whatever it might be for the week. Um, and so, yeah, naively we thought we'll get, you know, a bunch of lug members got together from different lugs and we, we kicked off the planning of the first scale for 2002 and held it at, um, on campus at USC where we'd rented out a venue and had some support from the CS department. And it was, uh, it was great. I remember the first year it was like single track. We had, um, you know, Robert Love was one of the kernel, like was one of the prolific kernel developers at the time, working on um, working on locking and schedulers and such. And he was one of our speakers. And I remember a few other, you know, really big names, at least for me at the time, came out. I think we might have had a hundred, hundred fifty people at that most, and everybody was really excited about how uh, how that vet was. And they're like, well, of course, next year you'll be at the LA Convention Center, and you'll be a thousand times as big. <laughs> um, yeah. Turns out we were at the convention center the next year. It wasn't a thousand times as big. It was maybe double or you know double or triple at the time. And uh, but, you know, just kept continuing to grow from there. And, um, you know, the, as the Linux community and open source community grew, uh, so did we as the attention, as the interests of the community changed and our interests individually changed, so did we. So, uh, you know, we've added new tracks at, depending on the year, depending on what people are excited about or what we're excited about. Um, you know, we've grown to cover more than just Linux, which is why we try to go by scale these days rather than the Southern California Linux Expo. Not because anything is wrong with Linux. We love Linux, but... It's, you know, the event's so broad and has so many other things that we cover these days that, uh, you know, Linux is still at its core, but not not the only topic, right? We have uh, right. security yeah. tracks, we have FreeBSD workshops, we have, you know, graph, you know, this year there'll be a workshop on how to do, uh, how to do all your photo editing and in, in, in with, with, with 100% open source tools in a Libre graphics workshop. And so there's just, there's just so many other things and not all of it requires Linux necessarily. So we want to make sure that we're, we're talking about all that as well, so. Sure. I mean, that's great. I'm also, Scale is a fantastic name for this conference. I just, yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to say that. Yeah. The, the only problem is it's a little generic. So you search for the word scale and, you know, you might get, that's true. A, a, kitchen, you might get a kitchen scale. You might, you know, you might, you might get something else. So that's true. Uh, but no, we, we like it. It's also, it's not, it's also just less of a mouthful. Southern California Linux Expo takes a, you know, a couple yeah. seconds to get out there. Yeah. I learned scale. that a second ago. It wasn't as easy yeah. to say. As I yeah. uh, whereas, you know, scale everybody knows what that you know it, like it's yeah. uh you can get that out quickly so yeah and then uh yeah so that's that's sort of the beginning of scale and there was uh most of the most of the original you know founders and organizers are still around we've had some seat shuffling we've had a lot of new people join every year there's new volunteers that join but um you know that's that's what we've been doing for um i guess this is the 20th scale but because of the pandemic we've been doing it for we've been doing it for 21 years but this is the 20th anniversary of, of actually running the event come this this march Woo-hoo. Scale is great in the name and it gets continues to grow. So it continues to scale. And at this point, it's a massive event. This has to be like a really big undertaking for you to be the chair of this kind of conference. So can you take us behind the scenes and tell us a little bit about how you and your team make this event come together each year? There's probably 100, 100, 120, you know, maybe a bit more, but something like that volunteers that run the show. Uh, every, you know, every year. And some people come in for a day and help out. Some people come in repeatedly every year for all four days or for a week or whatever it might be to make it happen. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the wider, vol- you know, volunteer group. And everybody that works on scale is, is a volunteer in one way or is, is a volunteer. Nobody's doing this as their, as their actual job or, or, or taking a paycheck or anything. We just, we do it because we, we love the event. We enjoy, we get something, we get other things out of it. But yeah, I think the core group is probably about somewhere between 10 to 15 of us, depending on the year. Uh, and those, you know, those folks start planning for a scale, um, you know, 
if you're going for March, then they'll start planning, uh, you know, July, you know, June or July. So it's like a, you know, it's like a six, somewhere between six and eight months of, uh, you know, sometimes 10 months of planning. You know, I think the one challenge is often that you get back from, you want to, you want to say like, you want to get back from scale and you're like, let's take a week off or a month off or whatever it is and sort of decompress and catch up on the parts of our lives we've ignored. And you're like, no, I can't do that. Got to book a venue. Got to get the hotel set up. Got to get the call for papers out. Got to like, got to start all the things wow. for the next year already. Because if you, if you don't, then you're, then you're back on the, you're, you're, you're sort of chasing your tail. But yeah, we, it's, um, we just each, each person or each group of people just sort of picks a, has an area that we focus on. So, um, you know, we have a team that focuses on our AV setup. We have a team that focuses on our PR and outreach. We have a fo- team that focuses on putting together the, uh, the content program with our call for papers and, and recruiting speakers for the event and, and such like that. So we sort of divide and conquer. Um, and, you know, you hopefully many hands light make light work, spreading it out over six to eight months, hopefully makes it for light work. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of hours. I wish I could say it was, it, I, I wish I could say it was, is, it was easier than it is, but uh, you know, we all still love it. And so we keep, keep up with it 20 years in. What's amazing to me is when I went to scale in any of these events, if you've ever tried to put event, any type of event together, whether it's just a hundred people or less, or of course at scale, you're dealing with thousands of people. I couldn't believe how well everything seemed to organize and put mm-hmm. together. So smooth, but I also know <laughs> the truth of conferences in that to us, the goers, it's perfect. But behind the scenes, there's probably all kinds of <laughs> events and things that can come up. And I was just wondering if you could share with us um, any of the kind of behind the scenes funny events that may take place that are completely unbeknownst to people attending, but things yeah. that you guys have had to deal with in the background. After 20 years, there's always there's lots of hiccups and things to talk about. Um, I you know I'll, I'll pick some older ones that are uh, entertaining. I think so. There's one year I think it was scale three, maybe four. We were at the it must have been it must have been three. Uh, we were at the LA Convention Center, you know, and uh, we booked these dates and we were all excited. And you know, basically two weeks, maybe three weeks before the conference, the convention center calls us up and they say, by the way. Like, you know, the reason those dates you guys picked are so easy to get was because the Grammys are next door and nobody's going to actually be able to get to the venue. All the streets are closed. Like, it's just, you know, hope, you know, good luck with your event. And well, like, what do you mean all the streets are closed? Like, why would we rent a venue where, I mean, I'm exaggerating slightly, but not, not, not terribly. Uh, Like people need to be able to drive up and park and, you know, unload materials and get in the building. And they're like, yeah, that seems like something you might want to do, you know, kind of basically good luck. Um, and so wow. people were having to, you know, people were having to park blocks away and carry equipment and, you know, all this other stuff. And I remember a couple of attendees pulled me aside and they said, you know, just one piece of feedback recommendation for next year, if you could maybe, you know, not run it, uh, at a place that's inaccessible because all the streets are shut down. I was like, Thanks. I, I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. If, if you hadn't told oh. us, we would have kept doing this exactly as is. Uh, so, so there's Good things tip, like yeah. that. Uh, the 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 other fun parts from that year was um you know because it's the grammys and because it's la and it's post you know post 9 11 and all this stuff securities you know securities uh at its height at it at its you know tight i mean that was probably what three four years after 9 11 uh and so you look out the window from the scale conference uh you know and all all you see is just snipers on the roofs of all the buildings you know like there to protect to protect the celebrities um, but oh, it doesn't yeah, end there. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So all the headlines were like, you know, snipers couldn't keep the geeks away from their open source software. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like, a, I think it was like, I think that was a Tom's Hardware headline. That um, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I hope it's still online somewhere because I found that, that that story entertaining. Or the last one that I'll I'll, I'll tell is uh, things were getting shipped to us at the venue, and we you know couldn't 
got into various positions where we couldn't find stuff. Uh, one of our sponsors was freaking out because like all of their most important gear was not available at their booth and we couldn't figure out where it went and what happened with it. Uh, and the convention center staff were like, okay, there's one more room where it could maybe be, but you know, we're, uh, if you tell anybody we did this, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to shoot you or something like that. And I figure, I don't know, what is that, 18 years later, you know, 16, 17 years later, I can tell this story. Uh, it turns <laughs> out, like, there was, a, there was a room in the convention center that had been locked with, like, all the award envelopes for oh. the Grammy winners. Oh, wow. And, like, yeah. you're not, like, we're obviously not allowed in there, because what if I find out that, I don't know, Britney Spears or something won something that year, and I, I, I break the news to the world. But that's where, you know, that, that sponsor stuff ended up being, and so... Um, you know, one of the original conference founders, um, you know, Gareth had to run in with like, you know, very discreetly with the convention center staff and like grab all these boxes out that were ours and definitely were not, you know, the Grammy results. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're not going to get the envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, or, the, or the Grammy <laughs> trophies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and, and run those back out to, you know, to the sponsor. And uh, so, th- yeah, yeah. Anyways, there's always just like things like that. Um, and so as a show organizer... You know, people run up to me, you know, run up to me and to other, other folks on the team throughout the event. And they say, how do you think this year's going? And during the event, you're like, as an organizer, you're, you've got like a list of, you know, a hundred fires you're trying to put out. Yeah. And you're like, ah, uh, it's probably fine. I, I, I don't know. You have to keep <laughs> a smile on your face because you don't want, you don't like, the, you don't necessarily want the, you know, the three, three, four thousand people that are around you to know that things are terrible. You just, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to find ways to make the I show could, go on. And, I can tell you as an it. attendee, yeah, they, there was oh, no... Yeah. It, it seems like it's just this flawless execution of perfection so when I was we there. We can tell at all. No, that yeah. if so. there was any issue at all, there, which I'm sure there was because it's a ma- massive event in the year we went. It's just, it's so flawless. It was so well organized. I was just so impressed with it. You all out, were, out, were out in July? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fun thing about last July was that, you know, because we had shifted the event for the pandemic, uh, you know, we were supposed to be, in, we're usually in March every year. We'll be in March this year. But March, as March was coming, we're like, oh, Omicron, COVID, what have you, spiking. Not, not to, you know, not to jinx anything for this year. Uh, and so we had to move, ven- we had to move ven- dates and venues. And so, you know, one of the nice things about being in Pasadena is we've sort of learned this venue backwards and forwards. We know where the cables are, or we know where the, you know, the tunnels to get between rooms are. Like all these different, all, all of these different uh, sort of tips and tricks that we picked up over the years to to run at the event. Going to a new venue on a few months' notice. And, re- lear- and learning all of those is, is hard. It, we, we had been at that venue before, like maybe yeah, five, five six, years. seven years prior. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, by that point, we'd forgotten it all. Like we'd re- retrained our brains on being in Pasadena. <laughs> and so, yes. uh, so last year was, last year was especially tough, but uh, hopefully we'll be back, back, you know, back, back in action, back in full, full force. We're excited to see it in Pasadena for sure. Yeah. Uh, Elon is always so cool. Uh, Calm, cool, and collected, and so is all the staff. So you would never, never know that there's all this, uh, you know, brouhaha. The people are running the behind background. the scenes with their hair on fire. Yeah, yeah, anybody who's tried to organize, any like I said, an event knows the realities that it's. I mean, yeah. crazy. I mean, it, 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 it's it's no different than like I don't know. You have a bunch of family over for dinner, and you're like, I don't know, you burn the turkey or you know whatever yeah, it might be. Exactly. The yeah, hosts exactly. are freaking out, but the guests are fine. Just multiply that out. Whatever number of guests you have, multiply that out to thirty five hundred, you know, yeah. four thousand people, and that's. <laughs> that that that's the level of stress we're feeling. So, yeah. but but it's but it's great. It's like a, a big reunion of our closest, you know, three thousand some odd friends and family. And exactly. Get see, yeah, absolutely. Uh, get to see the same people every year uh, in the same spirit as the original Lugfest, which is just getting together with with friends in the community. And our, our community's just grown. Now we get people coming from 
from Europe, from Asia, from South America, you know, it's always interesting to see like where the farthest, you know, who, who traveled the furthest on any, on any given year. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. Elon, what kind of help do you need this year for scale in terms of volunteers? Sure. So, I, I mean, we're every, t- every part of scale is always looking for help, whether it's the, the tech team that runs our, that runs the show network or the AV team that makes sure all the, you know, all the, all the audio and video and the recordings from the sessions are, you know, are, 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 are done well. So, we're always looking for a hand wherever it might be. That's makes it often hard to get somebody to a specific place because they say, I want to help. And you're like, great. What do you want to help with? And you yeah. give them a list and they, they get a little, it's a little <laughs> daunting, but, um, so, you know, every, so whatever your area of expertise or, or where you want to, you know, more importantly, where you want to build an area of expertise come, you know, we're happy to have you. I like the, I think one of the great things about scale is that, you know, it's helped a lot of people get their start in different avenues for their career that they weren't necessarily, you know, experts in before. So like folks that have worked up there, we've had, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old kids come volunteer on our, on our tech team and learn all about networking and systems administration and how to manage the show Wi-Fi. Uh, And that's, you know, it's an opportunity to learn from people that are seasoned and and know a bunch of these things. Uh, We've also had people that are experts in their domain. Like one year there was a, an open source software developer that was ex- his, uh, he was spending a bunch of his time working on Wi-Fi and buffer bloat. And, uh, he, um, you know, and he, he's like, I want to help out with the scale network and, you know, help this problem go, you know, basically cause I've developed all this expertise in this. We're like, great, come on in. It's like some, you know, this kernel developer comes in and starts helping us, you know, run our, uh, run, run the Wi-Fi for our conference. So you get all levels of expertise. Um, if all of that sounds too daunting and you just want to like hand out some flyers or help people pick up their badges, like we have, we have room for help with that just the day of. And, Finally, you know, something Michael and I qualify for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I can hand just, out badges just, with the best of them. Yeah, but just in you know anybody that wants to help out, in email info at yeah. socalinuxexpo.org. Um, specifically looking for, I think right now two areas where we'd love some extra help is uh, you know uh, Drupal experts that can help us with sort of updating and 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 updating our website. It's all it's all Drupal based, but we've been sort of uh, carrying it on for many years. And so I think there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of room where we could use some extra help there. You know, our, our street team or PR team is always looking for uh, additional hands to help get the word out about the event. The last two months are really the, which is where we are right now is really the, that's the biggest push of what we're doing. But, you know, don't limit yourself to that. There's lots of different roles without, throughout scale. And so if you email info at SoCalLinuxExpo.org or, uh, you know, DM me on Twitter, Ira Binovich, or you know, wherever, anywhere that you can find us, we'll help. We'll help. We'll happily help find you a a, a fun job at, at scale. Nice. Yay. So we mentioned our experience last year, and of course, Jill's told us all of the amazing experiences she's had over the years. There's obviously amazing speakers there. There's booths with so much swag. We had to have Jill actually ship us our swag to our homes because we couldn't pack it all in our carry on. <laughs> yeah. So. That's really fun. And the swag is like really good. Like the vendors really put out some amazing stuff uh, to get your hands on. Um, so there's so many awesome things going on. You've got, of course, the the just hanging out with people and networking yep. and that type of opportunities as well. But what are some other special events that you plan to hold at scale this year? Um, so the, uh, so far, what we've announced is the scale game night, which is... Woo-hoo! Uh, that happens every year on Saturday night. And, you know, for most, a lot of people want to call that the conference party or that's what it used to be called. It's just like the reception or the cocktail the reception, hour. The reception, I remember. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we used to run like, you know, a happy, literally just a happy hour with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of drinks and 
uh, you know, from some sponsor. I remember, I think Google one year sponsored Google Teenies, which is just a, an army, like a, it was a martini in every color of, of the Google logo. But, you know, the, the challenge is not everybody in our community, in, in, well, in the, not everybody in the tech community and in our communities, you know, likes to, you know, drinks alcohol. Uh, and so that's, you know, not, not necessarily a comfortable situation for them. We also want to make sure that, um, we offer things for our, for our younger attendees and participants, which is, you know, uh, you know, who, who are a lot of our attendees because the event bridges a weekend brings their, bring their family members. They bring, they bring their kids, they bring their nieces and nephews. They bring, you know, there's, uh, LAUSD often buses in a load of kids to come learn about, you know, tech, tech and open source earlier in their, earlier in their education. And so you have to do things that are welcoming to people of all ages, not, not just people of, you know, that people that want to drink at the bar. Uh, and so, uh, no, 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 which I'm, I'm happy to do. And I, I hope to, you know, that, always happy to, to grab, to grab a beer or a beverage with somebody with scale attendees, but we want to make yeah. sure that we're welcoming to everybody. And so, uh, we run this game night every year and it's got every, we've done everything from, um, you know, blacklight, uh, blacklight mini, mini golf, golf to laser tag <laughs> to, uh, card so games, to other things. And so there's, you know, there's still, you can still grab a drink. You can still grab some snacks. You can still do the normal, you know, conference reception things, but by having it be the focus be on the games and on the fun, not necessarily on, on the rest of it, you know, a lot more people get to stay and attend and enjoy that might skip a, a you know, a happy hour. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we're doing this that's back this year, we skipped it in, we skipped it last year is the, is the scale next generation track or. Yes. I'm so happy. So happy. That's back. Yeah. The youth track. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the kids track or the youth track. We, we, we struggled with what to call it because basically we wanted to bring in uh, a new generation of open source users and developers and, and contributors. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how we all, we all got our start. We want to make sure that we, 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 we pay that forward. Uh, but if you call it the kids track, you know, anybody over like nine says, I'm not a kid. I'm not going to that. Right uh, and if you call it the Michael. youth track, they're like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So <laughs> naming na- naming is hard. Just in, in conference planning, naming is hard, just like it's hard in computer science. And so. Sure. Next gen's a good name. Next gen. Uh, yeah. But then you get somebody saying, you know, I built this like next generation you know, replacement for Ethernet or a new processor or something, mm, and that's true. To like a cryptocurrency thing. I don't know, whatever, whatever's hot that year. And they're like, I'm the next generation. But, yeah. uh, but, but, anyways, so we have kids from, you know, usually from somewhere between like nine and, and 18 come in and talk about, you know, talk about what they're doing. Uh, and uh, we've had things from, you know, kids talk about everything from memory management in Linux and how to optimize it, which is just like, I'm, I'm glad you know this at nine. I, I definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Some, some people, some of these kids are just like prodigies and just mind blowing. Yeah, I know. We met do. a few at scale when we were there. It's like crazy stuff they were doing. But we've had, yeah, yeah, 3D printing, you know, whatever it might be. But we've had, you know, kids that started with us when they were 10, 11, 12 that are now college students. Yeah, you know, Nova. Eight, eight, ten, <laughs> eight, 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 ten years later, uh, Kyla or, Bates. or yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you and you run into them. You, you see them out in the world, and it's just exciting to see how how much they've how much they've grown. And that um, you know, I, I'm sure they would have gotten where they were going without us. But they, uh, you know, it's always it's always uh, it's always heartening and 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 brings a smile to the face when when you say you, know, you ask somebody like Kyla Banks how she got her how how she got her start. Yeah. And she'll she'll often say scale. I'm like, yeah, you probably would have done just as well without us. But I'm <laughs> yeah. happy, happy to have you say that, and it brings a smile to our face. So she, but yeah, she's you know we rent. She was on MSNBC one or two years ago, being interviewed about like kids in STEM, and you know she's off in college now and doing great. So yeah, uh, Nova is one of our. Pre- yeah, she yeah, got to the, meet uh, President Obama. Obama. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. Other things, and but. she's uh, spoken at at lots of other conferences, like the Linux Foundation events and. 
And yeah, and she, I wanted to tell you, Elon, I was so excited to have the uh, kids track back because at the Linux Chicks LA booth, we really focus on youth and getting the youth involved. And in fact, in the past, we've done, you know, uh, gaming on Linux for kids. We've we've done coding on Linux for kids at our booth Mm -hmm. demonstrations. So it's really important important to us to have that back (laughs) that's where i'm gonna sneak into that track to learn coding but so (laughs) i don't feel like there's any judgment i'm just gonna pretend i'm a kid there'll be everybody on the same level i'm like i'm nine don't judge my python code yeah Yeah. so there's i mean so that 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 event historically has been an opportunity for younger members of our community to share what they're doing and to get up on stage and it's you know not an opportunity that you you often get at you know in middle school or early you know or, or, or high school um, but the other thing that we're adding this year is um, a bunch of hands-on activities for, uh, for 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 younger community members, so that they get a chance to touch things with open source, even if they're not necessarily ready to do coding yet, or or if they just don't want to sit in a room for forty-five. You know, uh, sit when you're when you when when you're you know eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, something like that. Sometimes it's hard to sit in a room for forty-five minutes for a talk and hear about. Uh, you know, hear about a technical topic. Sometimes it's you, people are great with it, but so we wanted to give them some interactive activities as well. And so uh, we're adding that this year. So if you're coming to scale, I guess the message is it's totally cool to bring your kids. Um, in fact, it's encouraged. Absolutely. And, uh, exhibitors love to meet with them. There's lots of content for them. It's uh, and and even the even the party. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it's a game night, not a not 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 a not a not a rager with a keg. So. Uh, yeah. you know, they're welcome as well that game night by the way had MC front a lot when we were there which was so much fun and was Michael fun. danced yeah. which was yes, embarrassing but also fun yes. uh, for us so you know it's a good chance for people to get out of their shell as well impressive was, is what yeah. he means yeah impressive that's the word uh, I was looking that's what he meant for. yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think front will join us again this year but we, we, we will have some fun activities for you all and um, uh, yeah he's uh, he, he's always that's the second time we've had him at scale and it's always uh it's always a crowd pleaser, so uh, yeah, we're we're, sure. big, we're big front <laughs> of lot fans. There's there's also like um, you know anything from air hockey to like foosball and like virtual reality. There's also like Super Smash Brothers tournament thing that was happening. Yeah, like, there was yep. so much cool stuff. And uh, did th- you realize Jill's competitive spirit? Yeah, she was vicious I, during game night. Like yeah. this rage came out of wanting to beat us. Yeah. It was just yeah. I, I never saw that side. Of it, it was it was impressive. And I think she did yeah. beat you in air hockey, didn't she? Let's not bring that up. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, Ryan was really good. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> Elon, um, we have some uh, a question from our audience. What would you like sure. to see more of at scale from uh, with speaker topics or events? Is there is there something else uh, that you would like to see that we haven't done yet at scale? Uh, that's a tough one. After twenty years, a lot of it. Blur- I, mean, I know. First of all, a lot it. of it starts to blur together, <laughs> and I'm like, what year was that? But yeah, I mean, I think. We try to stay topical with what's interesting in the world just because that's, you know, we, what we're looking to do is build a co- the conference that's interesting to us. And we figure if we're excited about it, the community will be excited about it. I don't know that there's a specific thing I wish we had more of this year or, or past years. You can you can sort of look at our program and see and, and the talk submissions that we get uh, on any given year. And you can see what's what's new and exciting in the world that year. Like there was two, three years where, you know, probably one third of our talks were like to- talks about how to run asterisk. <laughs> or oh, customize asterisk yeah. or develop on asterisk or do something with VoIP. And that was, you know, 
uh, I don't know, 2002 to 2005, probably that you couldn't get away from the word, you know, the word VoIP anywhere in, in our submissions. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there was the years, you know, I don't know, when KVM was, you know, big and suddenly you had all these talks about how to do virtualization with KVM or, uh, you know, these days a lot of it tends to be containers and Kubernetes and cloud native. Um, but you can, you can definitely see, you know, trends. And um, so I, I don't know that there's a specific talk thing I'm looking for, but one of the things that I, I do really love about being part of the scale team and part of planning is I've, every year, you know, for the last 20 years, I've gotten to meet some, some person I look up to or that I, you know, I never expected to get a chance to meet or chat with. It was um, nice meeting you too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so like, I don't know, there was a year where I get to hang, you know, I got to hang out with Lawrence Lessig for, you know, for a little bit and, and do a whole bunch of oh, conversations with him about how awesome. to plan his keynote. Right. And Lawrence, you yeah. know, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, this world fame, you know, world, world, world famous, you know, lawyer and activist on, uh, you know, helped, helped develop the, you know, what became Creative Commons, uh, has done yeah. a whole bunch of stuff around campaign finance reform these days. Like he's, he, he's just brilliant. Um, these are people whose books I read or who I studied about in college or, you know, whose software I've been using for my entire career and I get you know, to meet them. So, um, you know, this year, uh, we've got folks like, um, you know, th- this year I'll, 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 I'll give you, a, I'll give you something we're not announcing till, till, till later this week, technically. So nice. I, I'm sure, An I'm sure all these folks. I'm sure all of the folks in the Jitsi that are watching the live, the YouTube will, will, will help me by not not tweeting this till like Wednesday or Thursday when they see the email. But like a week or two ago, I'm thinking I'm sitting there emailing with um, Ken Thompson, the creator of Unix and Go and UTF-8, and wow. pretty much every piece of software you're using. And it's like, what am I like? Who, you know, these it's this somebody like we've all built our entire career on, and he's you know yeah. he's just like yeah. Oh. I'll be there. So, oh, uh, so he'll, awesome. be one, one our, he'll be one of the keynotes we have this year. Last year was Vint Surf, which was great. You know, yeah, Vint so Surf's all these awesome. luminaries and open source um, leaders are folks that um, that I finally get to meet every year. And so those that's just what one of the keynote speakers for this year. You know, I've just shared with you all, and we'll we'll be announcing oh, him and a whole bunch of other awesome, throughout, Elon. The, throughout the week. I'm so, so excited. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, exciting. It's been wow. nice because I've gotten to seeing, I have seen all these speakers that Elon speaks of. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course you have, so. Jill. Vince Surf and uh, Lawrence. Uh, of course you, you know. have Jill being there. Jill's going to be right. there this year. Everyone. Yeah, Jill, Jill, Jill will Jill's be there. Been, Jill, I don't think Jill's missed one yet, right? So, no. Uh, yeah. So we're excited, we're excited to have her back every year the and, and, and the rest of the Linux Chicks team. Uh, what else? So I guess, you know, you asked, it, it's, it's, I mean, even if the, the two things that, you know, it's a little late in this year for, you know, for adding more stuff to the, to the schedule. We have Upscale, which is our sort of Ignite event that runs, uh, you know, an even, evening set of lightning talks with auto advancing slides. And, it's, you know, sometimes a little bit more entertaining than informative, but, but both uh, is, uh, you know, there's an opportunity to submit talks for that. If folks are still interested in speaking and, you know, you can fit something in just a couple minutes. Uh, it's, it's a fun one. And then, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a place where folks can still get involved. Another is if, uh, if you're involved with an open source project or a community that, uh, you want to have, uh, you want to spread the word about, about it to the, you know, to the scale open source community, we still have a few, you know, a few, um, you know, nonprofit and community boosts that we can, we can still make happen for scale this year. So, uh, you know, we do have folks like Alma Linux and, Fedora and you know Gentoo and Ubuntu and you know uh, all kinds of other things like that where where the 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 user community is coming out and sharing what they're doing. Uh, Linux Chicks, of course, is there every year as well, and you'll you'll not miss uh, Jill in her in her penguin hat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if there's something that you're working on that you want to get the word out about, and you're you're you want to do some tabling or some exhibiting, we're just just drop, again drop us a note info at socalinuxexpo.org. And one of the things that we try to do is make sure that there's a strong balance between. Um, those community-driven projects and the commercial world of open source. Because when we started open source, 
work, sorry, started scale, you know, uh, open source wasn't this default that everybody was using. And so there weren't as many companies involved as the years moved on. You know, you end up in an expo floor with like, I don't know, IBM and Red Hat and Google and, you know, all of these, you know, these, these, these public companies with, you know, billions of dollars and want to make sure that at the same time that we're not losing the community grassroots feel. And so we want to keep, you know, right, yeah. right next to that Red Hat booth, you'll find, you'll find a community booth focusing on, uh, you know, focusing on um, user driven or developer driven open source rather than commercial Love that balance. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I noticed that that's a fantastic way to do it because um, you keep the, you keep the lug fest concept going while also making it a much bigger, you know, having corporate instant, like corporate representatives and stuff like that from various different companies. And it was very impressive. Yeah. yeah. We, and we, we love our sponsors. Like they're great without them. We wouldn't be able to pay for scale and we wouldn't be able to, you know, most right. of a lot of our communities are, are employed by those sponsors. So like nothing against the commercial side of things, like please, please do go make money with open source. But, um, but there is a grassroots feel that we want to keep about the event. And so by having that, that balance, um, and so, you know, at some events you would do that by throwing all the free booths down in the basement somewhere kind of hidden in a separate room or in the back. And mm. what we've tried to do is sort of intersperse them as much as we can so that, um, you know, you don't end up in, you know, you, 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 you don't get pockets of community. Like you feel the community yeah. throughout. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is truly one of the things that makes scale special is that, in, you know, an interaction between the corporate and the community, but at its heart, scale is community. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the differences is at scale, when you go to the booths, you're actually getting talk, getting to talk to the developers. It's not just marketing people. <laughs> it's right. not like going to I mean, CES. No, you know? no, nothing wrong with marketing people too, right? Oh, I, no, just, no, no, uh, no, no. But it, but it's, uh, but it is an opportunity person. to get, <laughs> but it is an opportunity to, uh, I mean, I, uh, depending on, depend, de, but, but yeah. depending on uh, how you squint your eyes, my, my job has historic, you know, may, may or then, in the last several years may or may not have been some, some amount of marketing. So I'm not, yeah. I have no, 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 no objections to marketers. No, I, yeah. I didn't take it that way, Jill, but, yeah. but, but, but it is nice that they, you know, they do recognize that we're a very technical audience. And so a lot of the exhibitors yeah. will bring in. Um, you know, they're, they're engineers or they're, you know, developer advocates or other folks that are, that are really ready to get down deep and technical with you on whatever, um, whatever topic or issue you want to, you want to get, you want to get in on. And, uh, you know, it's been great having, you know, a lot of the, a lot of open source project maintainers will start or are are at the show as well. And so you'll get, you get a chance to meet with a person that wrote that, that piece of software you're excited about, or that you have a bug in and that you want to get some help with. So. Yeah, that's always fantastic. And also you were talking about how scale is both have a corporate in, as, side of it and also the community side. And it also made me think about the, the connections you have with people when you meet people at different conferences. And scale is not only a great place for learning new things and having fun just in general and to meet so many people, you can make valuable connections to, you know, grow your work your work network or, you know, whatever. You can, can you tell us some stories about how people have like found new job opportunities or partnerships or something like that while attending the yep. event? And just real quick, I'll give you like a like a starting point. Uh, I did that last year. I actually yes. got a new <laughs> job did. last year at scale. Yeah, I mean I, I hear about it every year about you know, you come in every year and, you know, like I said, it's a reunion. So you run into a lot of your, run into community members and friends that, you know, throughout scale. And they tell me all the time, you know, like, you know, you say, oh, do you still work at, you know, whatever.com? And they say, oh, no, actually, last time I was here, I got to meet the open source team at, I don't know, Red Hat or Google or something. And now I work there now. Um, nice. And so, you know, we've, that's great. This year, we actually have, uh, we've, we've brought back um, something we've done in the past, which is our uh, a career day. So uh, to even okay. to sort of amplify that and make that more available to more to, to attendees is 
Oh, nice. we, have, we have a job board where people post things, you know, either post resumes or that, that they're, um, you know, that they're looking for work or they post things that they're looking for, to hire for. Um, but we also have this career day where we're doing things like resume review and mock interviews and, uh, you know, uh, panels and sessions about how to, um, how to, how to either find a new career or find a new, uh, find, find a new job or, or how to get further in, in, in your career and sort of get, awesome. get mentored on how to reach that next step. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have more information on the website again, SoCalLinuxExpo.org. This is especially important time too, yeah. because the tech industry has yep. been hit so hard. Oh, yeah. We yep. see it constantly. And the fact that you're doing some work here to kind of even amplify this further really yep. shows your connection with the community, which is awesome. And you know, if you're, if you're, if you're somebody that's on, you know, sort of fallen on hard times, layoffs, what have you this year. And, uh, you know, the scale tickets, a challenge for you, um, you know, drop, drop us a note. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's something we can work out where you can still, you can still come in and, and, and attend the event. Um, we try to make it very affordable for everybody. Uh, only, you know, it's, it's only like $85 at the moment to get a ticket for a show that, um, you know, a lot of the, if you're going to commercial conferences or, or vendor conferences, it's going to be, you know, thousands of dollars for three, yes. four days of training. Uh, I've seen some of always, these tickets prices and thought, we, oh, that sounds, never mind. Yeah, and so we work really hard to make sure that the ticket is, the ticket prices are uh, approachable um, by all all walks of life in the community because we want to make sure awesome. that um, you know again we started this conference when we were you know seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty years old none of us had money <laughs> most of us didn't even work in tech yet we just wanted to work in tech so it's like how do we get how do we make sure that things stay as accessible for that for the new generation as it was for us and so uh, you know we we try to keep the the tickets cheap uh, as as cheap as we can but if if that's if that's a challenge for you, again, like I said, email us. Uh, and we can probably figure something out where where, where, where we help each other out and, and, and still get you to the show. And uh, we'd love for you to attend the career day. And, and hopefully next year you tell us, no worries, don't need that don't need that 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 scholarship or that comp pass anymore. I got I got this awesome job at you know nice. wherever. But, but yeah, I mean it's 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 been a really tough season this year with with layoffs the last couple of months. But I think Jill's also got a career story she can tell us. Yeah, yeah. And Elon, I also I want to let everyone know that we are a, a te- here at Text Digital. We are a media sponsor of Scale. And so yeah. I'm going to be helping with the marketing. So I'm a marketing person too. Elon. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you go. That's great. So, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, this actually might make me cry a bit. A bit. I wouldn't be here on Destination Linux video podcast casting if it weren't for the Southern California Linux Expo. Scales where I found the Linux community and the Linux chicks of Los Angeles almost two decades ago. And I started a career in podcasting because of my love of Linux and because of the community of Scale. So Scale to me is home. It's my family and the best weekend of the year. And I'm not ki- not kidding. It is the best weekend of the year. For and this me. is someone who goes to Disney every other weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I mean, I can, I, we can definitely see your room already, you know, decorated with all the scale swag. So I'm sure yes. that, okay, it'll, it'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what, what, what new stickers make it up on the wall there. Yes. Yep. Uh, after March. Absolutely. But, and, but yeah. yes. So Elon, I just want to thank, thank you, Elon Rabinovich. I want to thank Philip Banks, Orv Beach, Phil Dubowitz, Lori Barfield, Steve Bibioff. Doug and all the awesome volunteers for the marvelous job they do each year for truly making dreams come true. And many of whom I can, I am honored to call dear friends. Nice. We're, yeah. I, I appreciate you calling out all the other folks that are behind the event. I think yeah. it's, um, 
you know, I'm on here. And so uh, sometimes people get to see my face or my name as I'm, you know, the conference chairman, but it's not, that doesn't mean, honestly mean all that much. The events run by a lot of fantastic folks. uh, And unfortunately, it's just hard to have a hundred people sitting on, on, on the, on, on the, on the video ninja link together. I think that, I don't know what your limit of of participants is. (laughs) I think a hundred would be too much. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all incredible people. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I did want to call out. I think we've got, um, you know, just as a reminder, if uh, for for Tux Digital, uh, you know, for 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 listeners of the, you know, and what viewers of this show and the rest of the Tux Digital shows, where uh, you know, we did offer, uh, we did put out a promo code Tux T U X that you can use to get fifty percent off that already nice. that already really cheap ticket. It's even less even less expensive for you all since you're. Uh, your friends yeah. with Jill and 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 the team here at at, uh, at Destination nice. Linux, and so uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, please please do come out and join us. And if uh, if I haven't met you before and you're at the show, please stop me and say hi. I know it, sometimes it looks like we're running around busy. Organizers will usually be wearing a jersey, something like this. And but uh, you know the reason we put on the show is to be able to chat with you all and say hi, and that we you know we get we, we're excited about seeing you all. So don't uh, you know don't don't feel like you can't interrupt us or, or come say hi because that's actually what makes us want to do. Um, next year. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yay. So you've almost made it through the interview. You've done an amazing okay. job, but there's one thing left you didn't know about. It's it's our surprise. You get your surprise is giving all of our audience this amazing discount code. Our surprise is asking you a lightning round of interview questions. They're about equal. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So in the lightning round, the goal and here is usually that ridiculous. It, yeah. <laughs> and the goal here is to answer the first thing that comes to your mind, and then uh, the n- next one of us will ask their question. We're not very good at that part yet, even though we've done lightning round uh, for a it long does. time. But let, let's give it a go. So, okay. Are you ready? I don't know how to. I don't know how to be ready for this. All right, so let's Michael, do it. Start the timer. <laughs> All right, and go. Favorite beverage of choice? Uh, ginger ale. Three things everyone should have on them when they go to scale. Um, their badge. Don't forget that in your room. Uh, uh, I don't know. Don't forget that deodorant when you're packing for the conference. There's a lot of us in the conference rooms. Uh, uh, nice. And, and a, a smile and passion for, for all things open source. I love nice. it. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. Maybe, that, maybe, that's, maybe that's four things, but there you go. That's okay. <laughs> so, Elon, what do you prefer, a cupcake or a muffin? This is an ongoing joke here. <laughs> uh, pro- uh, probably a cupcake. Yes! Oh, I knew I Elon that. was amazing. Yeah, yes. like, like the sweet, yes. wonderful cupcakes. Cupcakes are so much better than muffins. They're okay. Yeah. They're okay. All muffins right. are better. <laughs> All right, and your, your favorite Linux distro of 2022. I didn't want to put you on the spot to just pick one distro, but just for the year of yeah. 2022, what was your favorite distro that year? I, I don't know that I have a new distro for 2022. I'm still, uh, you know, I still run a lot of uh, Ubuntu and Debian in my in my environments, uh, at least in my personal stuff, uh, and I run uh, often CentOS or RHEL and sort of in, in some in some production environments. But like that's. Uh, those are I'm still st- I guess keeping it old school and still sticking with the with with some of the the originals which is which is there so very cool uh, but that's uh, you know lots lots of other lots of others over the years I don't want to offend the Slackware folks or the Gentoo folks or the Arch folks or whatever else they're have all you, good I've used them, love them all I, 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 yeah. you have used them all at one point or another as my as my primary driver but you know these days it's it's somewhere between uh, you know it's either Debian based or um, or or or, or rel based so. I'm so glad Arch is your favorite hey did you notice that all of our shirts. <laughs> Are all scale? <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
I, I didn't notice yeah. that it's it's a little hard with the the, 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 the black yes, on gray. Everybody, that was, <laughs> that's true. That's but true. It's, but it's, everybody's but it's, repping it's awesome. scale there. Yeah, I got uh, my scale six yeah. X shirt. <laughs> right. So Come we want to thank you, Elon, for coming on to the show. It means a lot to us. Sure. It means especially a lot to Jill, um, who has been here this whole time and has brought us into this love of scale as well. <laughs> which I'm so happy she's sharing that with us. The Dio crew will be at scale. Uh, so awesome. we're starting our preparations now. And uh, Scale is held March 9th through the 12th at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. Elon, so thank you so much for coming on the show. And we can't wait Thanks to see you us. at the event. Aww. Thanks for having us. And we'll see you in a few weeks. And don't forget that that discount code, folks, uh, TUX, T-U-X, if, you're, uh, if you would like to get another 50% off uh, your Scale awesome. registration. Thank you for doing that. That's amazing. Thanks, see you all in Elon. just a few weeks. See yeah, ya. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Love you, Elon. <laughs> This episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by Bitwarden. You can get started right now by going to bitwarden.com slash tux to get your free account. So Bitwarden is a password manager. And if you're not using a password manager, you are missing out on a very nice thing to have. And that is peace of mind. Because you know that you're, all in your, your online accounts are secure with Bitwarden because they provide you with tools to store your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords and usernames for you, and even automatically fill in passwords on login forms so you don't have to do any of this stuff. Plus, you have access across many different types of devices, whether it's your web browser, mobile application, desktop application, or even on the command line. So if you want to use the terminal to do it, you can with Bitwarden. Plus, Bitwarden seals and encrypts your private data with end-to-end -end encryption before it ever leaves your devices. So you know you're the only person with access to your data, which is, of course, very important when we're talking about passwords. And also with Bitwarden, you get so much great stuff, but you, you can also get the premium account, which I highly suggest because you get tons of stuff like the one gigabyte encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey, U2F Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden Authenticator for temporary one-time passwords, priority customer service, and so much more. There's there's so much to list. This is impossible to give you everything right now, so go check it out. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux to see all the great stuff you can get, and you can get all of this for less than a dollar per month. That's right. Less than a dollar per month gives you all of this great premium features at Bitwarden. So go to bitwarden.com slash tux again to get started with your awesome password managing experience. It's finally time to talk about the desktop environment that should not be named because we're going to name it now. And that's KDE Plasma <laughs> 5.27 because they have a new beta that is out, which is fantastic. There's so many cool things that they have released in this new beta that is coming with 5.27. Some of the new features are not only awesome, they're in fact incredible. Like I am super excited for the tiling thing. We're going to get to that in a second. But first of all, multi-monitor support is much improved for this one. And I've oh, already been, a, I've, I've used multi-monitors for Plasma for a long time and it's been great, but they have done like a whole rebuild of the back end to make multi-monitor support even better, which is just so fantastic to see because there's going to be so much more improvements before like, you know, fixing bugs here and there, because of course, every, all kinds of software is going to have bugs because, you know. Oh, you make those kind of excuses for KDE. But if I mention another <laughs> desktop environment, it's like, oh my gosh, they have a bug. But KDE, you're like, of I would, uh, no, 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 that's not, that's not remotely true. <laughs> I would be happy to give them the yeah. same level of leniency <laughs> unless it's all about uh, app indicators, then no, then it's unless Fair. it's about. <laughs> Fair. Well, what about rat poison? You probably consider that a bug in and of itself. No, rat poison is great because it's so ridiculous that it uh, it surpass it. It, it it's like it I love um it. only Jill. it surpasses like it, it it supersedes the concept it was of meant like having to be bugs. For that. Yeah, 
it's yeah. meant yeah. to be weird and therefore it's yes. okay. <laughs> but there's <laughs> there's like improvements to no more default empty desktops after connecting a new screen and that you already connected in the past, which was can be annoying depending on people who have like uh, laptops they're reconnecting monitors back over and over. Uh, so that's fantastic. And there's many other improvements, especially like, you know, better experience with USB-C based docks, which is fantastic, right? So I am super excited for Plasma 527 for sure. I feel like this is an attempt by the KDE team to get me to be the one the one person who's kind of the last holdover of being this KDE desktop. Mm-hmm. You know Not you only want to enthusiast, use it, right? but obsession that people have with KDE is me. And then they go and roll in this tiling tool to make tiling even cooler and more accessible than ever before in KDE. And you know, when I read this news, I was like, cold sweats were coming down my face. I was like, I can't install it. I don't give in to Michael. And now, (laughs) but I'm looking at their cool GUI tool and I'm like, man, they really look like they've done a really good job here. Not, it's not like you couldn't tile before in KD, but you had to do sure. a bunch of different things. And well, the tiling was more like, kind of, it was that. more rigid. Now you can do a much cleaner way of doing it and also a much faster way of doing it, which is just awesome to see. Yeah, I, I love it. If you look at the GUI tool that they've put in there as well, if you look at like how Mac OS, for instance, has implemented some of their tiling, where you right click on any of the panes and then it gives you an option. Do you want it horizontal? Do you want it vertical? And for people who don't want to learn shortcut keys, this is really accessible. It makes it very easy uh, to get to. And what their GUI looks like reminds me exactly of that actually Mm -hmm. better and uh, allows you to basically be able to just right click and say, hey, I want this horizontal. I want these windows vertical. I want this. And it's a nice GUI visual for you to see and do. Um, I really like the work Katie's been doing recently on things like this of they've always had all of the features like you can't get away from it anytime I say well Michael this desktop has that he'd be like KDE does too I'm like where and sure enough it's buried <laughs> in some corner yeah. of KDE yeah. that Typically. nobody can find but what I love that they're doing now is they're kind of bringing that user experience up to the forefront and making those things uh, easier for people to be able to control and this just goes and shows you there's a lot of work that goes into creating a GUI like this and making it work properly. And I love seeing it from KDE. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to say about multi-monitor support is KDE has honestly, from the start, has been really good with multi-monitor support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were always way ahead of all the other desktop managers. <laughs> Absolutely. From even when you played games. And this is like... A, Oh, uh, you know, 10 years ago when you played games, you could span them across three monitors, which no one was doing back then (laughs) out of the box, which was nice. And uh, but now when you add um, when you have uh, three or more screens, you will be presented with a dialogue where you can rearrange the screens in a logical order so that you can say this is my screen number one. This is my screen number two. And you can arrange them easily horizontally or vertically. And honestly, this is a wonderful feature that I have grown to love with the NVIDIA Control Center and a feature that us Mesa driver users using AMD and Intel GPUs don't have by default. So we need the desktop managers to all include this capability. I mean, honestly, I love using XRander in the command line and the ARander GUI tool, but we can't expect new users to Linux to know how to do this. (laughs) And also as someone who uh, is totally uh, capable of using XRander and ARander. If I don't have to, I don't want to. (laughs) Oh, oh, I use it all the time. (laughs) 
Like I, I love the fact that they're putting this effort into making it yeah. easier to do these things because multi-monitor yeah. support is something that a lot of people are dealing with, with like, especially if they have docks. If you have a laptop with a dock and you connect multiple monitors, it, it's such it's such an important thing. Uh, like also the, the fact that they have it where there was an issue in many desktop environments is an issue when you connect to a dock, it might not remember the right monitor placements. And the fact yeah. that they're putting work into that is very, very, very good to see. Yeah. Uh, and also the tiling thing, like Ryan was talking about, the tiling is something that I I love tiling, but also it, it can be cumbersome depending on what you what kind of tiling system you're using. So I'm not really a big fan of doing elaborate tiling, but based on the way they're doing it, it seems much more you know user friendly and pretty mm-hmm. intuitive, especially when you can just hold shift and then move wherever the windows, wherever you want them to be. And they all stick to each other and kind of do this tile thing. I'm that's one of the ways I was uh, hoping that tiling would be become a thing inside of plasma and to actually see them doing it. I'm very excited to play with this. Yeah. Very cool. In celebration of what Ryan deems the greatest opening pilot of all time. It is last of us premiere. He loves that. (laughs) Oh, such a good show. (laughs) Okay. okay, So our game today we're going to talk about is zombie admin and you can play solo or with a colleague in local co-op. You shoot zombies using your keyboard, mouse, or gamepad. And there's eight procedurally generated floors, eight deadly zombie <laughs> co-workers, and five different wep- weapons. And <laughs> I love the co-workers, zombie co-workers. I have a few <laughs> zombie know. co-workers that I deal with. Yeah. So the game... You know, it happens in the zombie apocalypse. And you have to go to work even though it is the zombie apocalypse. You got to do your job. Of course you do. Drink coffee to stay alive and take bathroom ba- breaks to stay productive. That's part of the <laughs> game. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and it's a, you know, a humorous top-down shooter. And, you know, it has you working up up the corporate ladder all the way to the rescue helicopter on the rooftop. <laughs> you have and to become I- an executive <laughs> to get saved, Michael. This this is not, like, I love people this. think this is a silly premise. This is yeah. reality. If a zombie apocalypse happened, you'd still be expected to, go to, to work. have to go to work, yeah. You wouldn't get saved unless you were an oh executive in a suite. You know, you'd get the helicopter to come get, this is like, this is real life, people. This is not Yeah. And yeah. I, I love what one of the reviewers said, Michael and Ryan. Do you imagine your coworkers being mindless corporate zombies? It's the perfect yes. game for the coffee break from your dreadful office work. Nice. <laughs> Great review. Awesome. And it's only $3.99 on Steam, or you can grab it over at itch.io. And it works on Linux out of the box. Nice. Such a great concept game. Yeah, you got to check this one out. Zombie Admin. Even has a great name. Like you got yeah. you got to still work. You're the zombie admin and uh, <laughs> also slay some zombies on the side there. Yeah. In our software spotlight, one of the things you may be working on at work is doing something with SQL or MySQL or Postgres or SQL Server or any of those mm-hmm. things and one of the software that you could check out is Beekeeper. So this allows you to connect through firewalls, encrypt your connection with SSL, tunnel through SSH, save connections and passwords, and Beekeeper Studio will encrypt it all for you. So this is a complete studio to allow you to manage all of your SQL needs. It also has SQL auto-completion and a built-in editor to provide syntax highlighting, auto-complete suggestions for you. So this is a great alternative. We were talking about VS Code and the extension nightmare. 
this and a lot of people I know use VS Code actually to set up and connect to SQL and all that stuff. If you're looking for an alternative, check out Beekeeper here because it has the editor built in as well. You can also save and favorite your various queries that you have in SQL. You can edit table data really fast and simple with table editing right there within the tool itself. You can even create tables and you can set up filters on your tables through the GUI. You don't even have to write SQL code to do it for you. And it also allows you to export your data in a ton of different formats there. So we talked about the Beaver before, which is also awesome. That's the one I use a lot, but I got my eye on Beekeeper too, because this mm -hmm. is really looking like an amazing tool. So check out Beekeeper. It's out there as a flat pack as well, if you want to easily check it out. The tip of the week this week is going to be talking about finance. Everyone loves finance, right? And times are tough and a lot of people are trying to figure out how to manage their money effectively and all of this, well, madness, I guess. But the tip of the week is to use open source money management tools. If you didn't know those existed, they do. They can help you track your expenses and also you can help see the income and how you're doing it. You can connect it to your bank for some of these. There's a lot of cool stuff you can check out. So first of all, we're going to talk about a few. There's more than these, but there's we're going to talk about these because they're probably the most popular and that's GNU cash, which just had a big update recently with 5.0. Uh, there's also home bank K my money and Scrooge Scrooge with a K because it's made by KDE. And as you might expect, the K my money is as well. I also really just love the name Scrooge. It's a fantastic <laughs> name for I know we money talked management about this tool. Before, but why did they have two money managers? Why don't they merge those into one since KDE that's an interesting both. question. That's an interesting question, and the answer is, so there are many other options for uh, open source tools for this. So, and these are just a few for the first step about, you know, not stressing about money is to do something about it. And there's going to be a lot of great value from these if you want to check them out. So doing finance tracking is something that a lot of people aren't typically happy or wanting to do, but these kind of apps make it easier to do it. Let me give you a tip that makes it way more fun. Like what I do is I put in all my expenses into the money management, but not my income. So I don't get depressed with the fact of how am I going to pay all these bills. I just have fun with looking at all the things I spend my money on. Ah, oh, of course. That's cool, that's right? <laughs> Genius. Why not? Genius, you know? Yeah. Just enjoy that. For our <laughs> events, I wanted to talk about nothing other than scale here. We're going to be at scale. Surprise. We're going to be at scale. Uh, oh, really? The annual Southern California Linux Expo will shocking. take place on March 9th through the 12th. And this is what gets me the Pasadena Convention Center, which is in, Michael? Pasadena, Pasadena. California. It's so <laughs> Almost the Rose Parade. <laughs> there you go. Pasadena, yeah. California. I don't know if you noticed you that, can... but during the like the, the, the call out at the, in the interview, you said Pasadena, California. I, I said, oh, that's so convenient. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pasadena and Pasadena, Just, it's, it's become a habit now. <laughs> it's so easy yes. to memorize. It's, and you can come yeah. out and have the best time of your life. You get to yeah. hang out with Jill. You get to hang out Aww. with Michael. Okay. You get to hang out with me. I mean, yes, that's going to be amazing. And Michael, they're amazing. Uh, Jill's you, the, the main attraction Michael. to scale for sure. <laughs> he's like six foot four. So if you're looking for us, just Aww. look for a really tall person. And that's Michael. And then follow him and you'll get to our. Whatever we have going on there. We're not sure. Unless I'm slouching at the time, then I might not yeah. seem as tall if I'm slouching. Just be clear. Well, 
I will make sure to go live on the expo hall floor like I did last time. That was so much fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Jill took it to the next level too because I yeah. went live, but then it was just you know focusing on us. And then Jill's like, "Let me take people around the different booths." It's genius, Jill. Genius. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so that's it. The end of our show. And a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces. We're here every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern live at tuxdigital.com live and the best part is everyone is invited to watch the recording of destination linux each and every week we can't wait to see you in the chat and if you want to chat after the show you can also check out tuxdigital.com discord lots of conversations going on and all of our patrons are connected now so if you want to chat about hardware addicts the dos geek channel this week in linux destination mm -hmm. you're a patron of any of those you get all the perks from all the shows right there in that one space how cool is that and if you want to become a patron, just thunder, go to Michael. But you did, but I was I was actually transitioning proper very well until you ruined it just there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. And if, and if you do want to become a patron, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute and you can join us in, in the patron only post show, which happens every week in our sixty thousand square foot virtual stadium right after the show. And you get access to unedited versions of the show if you missed it live. So go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute to get all access to that, plus all the other perks that you get from the all the other shows as well on the Tux Digital Network. And if you'd like to get some Tux Digital swag where you want some Destination Linux swag or some Hardware Addict swag or more, there's so much great stuff. Go to tuxdigital.com slash store to get some hats, hoodies, <laughs> mugs, stickers, coasters, T-shirts, just so much great stuff. Tuxedo.com slash store. And make sure to check out all the incredible shows here on Tux Digital. We have the Pseudo Show, This Week in Linux, the DOS Geek Channel, Linux Out Loud, Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, and Linux Saloon. And everyone head to TuxDigital.com and subscribe to all these incredible shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching and the full Monty of Linux on open source awesome sauce. Everybody have a great week, and remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Love you all. Week. <laughs> I like the ending. Woohoo! Experience. Experience. It was very Shakespearean, man. You just threw that out there, like experience. Exactly. And I feel like the crowd was start to supposed to throw roses onto the oh, stage. Exactly. You take a bow. Exactly. Like, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's good. Art, art thou passworded stored securely? <laughs> <laughs>